So the White House is marking 1 million COVID-19 related deaths now, two plus years into the pandemic. And it seems that it's actually endemic uh, as uh, we, we see and know who's most vulnerable to this. Uh, vaccines are widely available. Uh, people are choosing to either get the vaccine or not. Uh, others are, uh, you know, choosing to either if they get the virus, then they 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 tough it out and make it through it. Um, but uh, as we hear a lot about that today, I think something is going to get overlooked, and that's what happened in Congress yesterday. Based off a report from our next guest, Adam Angievsky, he is the founder and CEO of OpenTheBooks.com, where they have every dime online in real time. And he's uncovered uh, quite a bit in the past two years when it comes to COVID-19 spending. But this most recent report uh, we're hearing about now here with WMAY and Springfield's Morning News, I'm Greg Bishop. Adam, uh, $350 million in royalties for the National Institutes of Health. Uh, usually when I hear royalties, I think of, you know, in the radio business, for instance, we've got uh, we've got royalties for, um, uh, you Know, music artists and uh, royalties for other artists and actors and so on. What's going on here with the uh, NIH and $350 million? Well, Greg, we believe transparency is transformational. And I know of no better example of where we need to start than the National Institutes of Health. So the big question during the pandemic was just how tight a working relationship and arrangement there was between NIH and Big Pharma. And because of our work over the course of the past week, it's become apparent that they're very tight. In the recent 10-year period from 2010 through 2020, we are confident in our estimate that there was $350 million worth of third-party paid, think pharmaceutical company payments, back into NIH and 1,700 of its scientists, including its leaders, Fauci, Francis Collins, Clifford Lane, which was Fauci's deputy over at, over at NIAID at the agency, the leadership's receiving royalties from third-party payers, and 1,700 scientists to the tune of $350 million over a decade. So this was uh, some data before COVID. What does this portend for post-COVID, especially with uh, vaccines that were experimental uh, being required across the board for public employees in Illinois uh, in a variety of different capacities to, uh, you know, all the, the vaccine passport mandates that we had in L.A. and New York and so on? Uh, a lot of money there involved. Of course, uh, taxpayers covered the bill for a lot of that. But uh, what does that uh, say for? For, for royalties that uh, those at NIH could get from, like, the COVID-19 vaccine or COVID-19 therapies? Well, there needs to be a, a spotlight on all of it, of course. So this data, so here's the timeline on how we went about putting together our findings. Eight months ago, we filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the National Institutes of Health for their third-party paid royalty database. It hasn't received any sunshine since 2005 when the Associated Press filed a FOIA and got a copy of it. And there was a huge scandal that resulted from it. Uh, so NIH ignored our Freedom of Information Act request. They didn't even respond to it. So we sued them right away in October in federal court. Judicial Watch is our lawyers. February 1st, on judicially mandated production, the agency actually admitted they were holding 3,000 pages of line-by-line -line royalty payments. 
Now we know the aggregate total over that decade is $350 million to about 1,700 scientists. But here's the deal. Although I know the top-line numbers, and I know the number of scientists by name and how many payments they received, like Fauci got 23 royalty payments just in the first five years, I can't tell you the amounts because they blaked it out. They erased it from the production. So the payment amounts, about 55,000 payments we estimate over a 10-year period on these royalties, they were all blanked out. Furthermore, the agency redacted from the production the name of the third-party payer. Like I say, think pharmaceutical company. They redacted, they blanked out and erased the name of the payer. So the top-line findings is national news. It was used in a congressional hearing yesterday, and we can get into that. Uh, but the rest of the production is virtually worthless because NIH is blanking it out. We're talking with Adam Angievsky. He is the founder and CEO of OpenTheBooks.com. It's 844 here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop. And talking about uh, data they uncovered, about at least $350 million in royalties over a decade going to NIH scientists from pharmaceutical companies. Uh, and it raises the specter of uh, some major conflicts of interest. Uh, and uh, especially now that we think about the past two years of uh, NIH, and other um, establishment uh, medical uh, officials uh, from Dr. Fauci and down the line uh, advocating for uh, you know government restrictions on the freedom of movement, government restrictions on uh, economics, uh, government restrictions on education, uh, on individuals being able to have their face open air, uh, and, and even the issue of vaccines. Uh, what happened yesterday in, in Congress uh, where your report, your report was, uh, was highlighted as uh, possibly raising some some issues of conflict of interest. So the acting director, he took over from Francis Collins. Collins was the director for years over at NIH. He retired last fall, and Lawrence Tabak is the acting director. So he's in the hot seat yesterday. He's got to come in front of the House because there's an appropriation subcommittee hearing. They want their money. They want their budget for the next year. So Rep. Uh, Congressman John Molinaire, he's a Republican from Michigan, he used our findings to grill the acting director of NIH, this Lawrence Tabak, in the Congressional Appropriations hearing, and he got a confession out of him. Dr. Tabak confessed that the hundreds of millions of dollars in royalties have, quote, the appearance of a conflict of interest. And that's exactly what we were saying for the previous 36 hours. $350 million over 10 years to 1,700 scientists while the agency has doled out billions of dollars worth of grants. Greg, think about this. Every year, according to our data at OpenTheBooks.com, NIH doles out $32 billion in federal grant making to 56,000 recipients. And now we know hundreds of millions of dollars flowed the other way from companies back into the agency enriching its scientists. Adam, uh, this is just one element uh, that I think uh, deserves further scrutiny. Of course, uh, the data you gathered was just from the past 10 years up to 2020. So we don't yet know uh, just all the royalties that are set to go out uh, from the COVID-19 situation, be it vaccines or treatments and whatnot. So looking forward to seeing those numbers. But your organization, OpenTheBooks.com, looks at all kinds of spending. Uh, just how much is uh, is there a concern for the fraud? Uh, uh, and the waste that's happened in the past two years from 
God, how much, how many trillions was it that went out to not just uh, you know state government, but local government, school districts, higher education, private business, individuals? Uh, how how concerned are you that uh, there's there's just an immense amount of fraud and waste with all of those dollars? Greg, here's what the record shows. Just three quick examples. Number one, at the height of the pandemic, uh, the Small Business Administration, they were running the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP. This was designed to help mom-and-pop businesses on Main Street whose businesses got locked down. Uh, they got shut down during the lock- economic lockdown. And so the SBA, there's a list over at the Department of Treasury. It's called the Do Not Pay List. It's to prevent fraudsters from getting paid. And the SBA made a conscious decision not to check the list. By not checking the list, over 50,000 people, entities on the do not pay list got paid. Up to $3.5 billion of our taxpayer money went out the door to folks that shouldn't have been getting a check. Why have a do not pay list if you're not going to check it before you cut the check? Number two, the American Rescue Act, a year ago in March. Every Democrat voted for it in Congress. Every Republican voted against it. Biden signed it. It had a $350 billion bailout of the states and local units of government. California was running a $75 billion budget surplus. They got bailed out, quote unquote, for another $25 billion. That's our money in the Golden State. They can't make the argument that they needed it. Even this year, they're running another $68 billion budget surplus. Over two years, it's nearly $150 billion of surplus, and we bailed them out for $26 billion. Third example, the 50 richest places in the country out of the American Rescue Act were bailed out for $100 million. And that includes Beverly Hills, California at $8 billion, Key West, Florida for $10 billion, Greenwich, Connecticut, where all the wealthy New Yorkers fled to at the height of the pandemic, they got $20 million. So look, there's there's a lot of people getting a lot of money that shouldn't have, shouldn't have got. <laughs> well, and and thinking too, even here just locally with the uh, the city of Springfield, I listen every week and they give a uh, a report and uh, every week there's just uh, fourteen million dollars hanging out in their funds uh, that uh, push it over to you know twenty five million dollars they have in the bank uh, and uh, and fourteen million of that is from federal taxpayers and they're expected to get another seventeen million from federal taxpayers. Uh, it begs the question if those dollars were really needed. Uh, uh, Adam Andrzejewski, OpenTheBooks.com. Greatly appreciate your uh, your investigations uh, and seeing that it comes up in Congress whenever they have these hearings uh, shows the impact and reach that you have. Uh, so we'll definitely be talking again in the near future. All right. Thank you, Greg. It is Springfield's morning news. I'm Greg Bishop, and coming.